Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. Over the last few months, residents of Coburg have faced momentary power outages. There are more than normal. For many, it is frustrating. While these last only a few seconds, it is enough to affect clocks, computers, and PVRs among a long list of inconvenient items. The reason for the outages are varied and surprising. From squirrels to branches to a major upgrade of the overall system, it will raise your eyebrows. It is also something that cannot be completely prevented. It is part of the system, like it or not. Derek Paul, Chief Executive Officer for Lakefront Utilities, and Mark Turney, the electric engineer consultant for the utility, will talk about what's going on and also provide some advice for things residents can do to prevent any inconvenience. I'm so pleased to have with me today Derek Paul, the chief executive officer for Lakefront Utilities, and Mark Turney, the electrical engineer consultant for the utility. Gentlemen, welcome to Consider This Northumberland. Thank you for having us today. Thanks for having us, Rob. For several months, people who get power from lakefront utilities have experienced what you guys said in a press release that I'm quoting you is an abnormal number of momentary outages. Can you explain what is happening? Who would like to start? Uh, Well, I can start and I will look to uh, Mark Turney on my uh, right to uh, jump in. Um, You know, I'd like to point the audience to our uh, Ontario Energy Board scorecard. There are approximately 57 utilities in the province. And uh, relatively speaking, compared to those 57 utilities, lakefront utilities uh, reliability, uh, among many other stats, are usually within the top 10 uh, best in the province. So what you've described, Rob, over the last couple of months um, is abnormal based on those statistics that I've just outlined. And we are doing our utmost best within the organization to isolate and determine what that cause is. And uh, maybe I'll ask Mark to expand some of the efforts that uh, my staff has been involved with at this point in time. Rob, a momentary outage occurs on an overhead electricity distribution system as a result of a fault occurring somewhere on that system. And just like in your home, if you had an electrical device fault your circuit breaker would open and you would have to go downstairs and reset the circuit breaker. Our circuit breaker is a larger version of that at a substation and it opens to protect the circuit from high levels of fault current. And this is usually due to something like uh, a wildlife uh, contact between something alive on our overhead system and ground. And when that occurs, a high level of fault current flows and the circuit breaker at the station opens. 
The difference is, is it automatically recloses a few seconds later. And it's designed to give um, the distribution system a chance to recover and whatever has caused the fault to fall clear of the line or move away from the line. And when it recloses, sometimes it stays on, uh, sometimes it will also blow a fuse somewhere out on the line where our line crews have to go and replace that fuse and reclose. Typically then you've got maybe 10 or 12 customers off for a longer period of time. But everybody that's been on the feeder has seen a two or three second interruption because of the momentary. So if I understand what you're saying, it's a couple of things you said that sort of sounds to me like um, if I've got the toaster and the blender and the oven on and I got all this power going through, it causes my house to my breaker, my fuse to go over and I have to go down and flip it back on. So that was one thing I understood. But the other thing was, is that this could be a squirrel going down the line or a bird landing on it. And it causes some kind of interruption and your system goes on and goes off automatically to reset the system. And that's what we experience. Am I even in the ballpark there? Yes, you are, Rob. It's um, typically uh, a squirrel will run along the power lines. Sometimes the communication line that's underneath our transformers on a pole, for instance, and they'll hop up on top of the transformer and the top uh, lid of the transformer is grounded. It's a case ground and the squirrel can brush his tail up against something alive that's above the transformer. That causes a short circuit, fault current begins to flow. The circuit breaker at the substation opens to clear that fault. Usually the squirrel falls clear. And when the circuit breaker recloses at the station, the power stays on and people have experienced a two or three second interruption. And one of the things that was said in the press release that was sent out was that this also has something to do with bringing on more customers. How does that play into this configuration that you've just described? The, the, the effect that had was uh, we had our system configured during the summer in an abnormal state. Usually we have four feeders that feed the town of Coburg. And in essence, during the summer, we were just utilizing two of them. So that meant each time we had a momentary on one of our feeders, twice as many customers experienced it. And the reason we had our system configured abnormally is we were building a new feeder on Brook Road North uh, near Elgin Street for the growth that we're experiencing in the Northeast. So the growth itself did not impact the system from a momentary perspective. It's just that the growth uh, required us to build a new feeder. And during that construction, we had to have the system configured abnormally, which meant twice as many people uh, were affected with each momentary. For those of us who don't know what a, a feeder is, can you just describe what that does? Yeah, a feeder is like a main trunk electricity supply circuit. And um, typically you would have about 2000 customers served from each feeder. Um, and then your branch circuits are connected to that feeder to go, you know, up and down the streets. So, you know, you could picture, you could, um, you could think of it as the feeder being the 401. It's an artery 
And then you've got your branch highways that run off the 401 that carry lesser traffic or lesser electricity. Um, but in total, there's typically about 2,000 customers on each of the four feeders. And during the summer, we had 4,000 customers on each feeder. Um, our system is back to normal configuration now. So, um, you know, when we do have a momentary, it does not affect as many customers. And, and Rob, to build on what Mark is saying, with respect to the wildlife and the example of the squirrel brushing its tail against a live feed, um, you know, one would ask, well, what's so abnormal? What's caused so many outages this uh, last couple of months? Um, have we seen an increase in wildlife? And the short answer is we do not know. That's one. However, we also suspect that there may be um, a faulty equipment somewhere in, uh, in a particular area. And, and in, in the absence of actually looking at every pole from a, you know, an aerial view, if you will, so have our bucket truck and our line guys go up and look at every single pole, uh, we're trying our utmost to isolate more and more where the frequency occurs to sectionalize that particular area and get uh, you know get down to understanding what's causing what where that potential fault is. So that we understand too, how many customers have been impacted by these uh, momentary outages, and how does that compare to the total number of of customers? So in our system in Coburg, and keep in mind we also provide service for Coburg and Colburn. Uh, we have approximately uh, 10,000 customers uh, combined in Coburg, give or take. Um, with respect to the momentary outages, I don't have the specific numbers of people that are affected. Um, as Mark says, it depends on um, you know, that, that particular feeder and the artery offline. So I would, I would, I would guesstimate that at any, any time the momentary occur, it's a couple of hundred people. Another thing that you mentioned in the press release, said, you said that smart meters help you in identifying things that are going on. Can one of you explain what is the role of smart meters and how does this help you in uh, fixing these problems as they arise? Yeah, the smart meter uh, was installed, um, mandated to be installed by utilities in the province of Ontario for the purpose of uh, being able to bill customers on a time of use basis for their electricity, particularly residential customers. And there's a communication system on that meter that provides the meter reads back to the utility. And the kilowatt hours consumed in each of the time periods is recorded and communicated back, which is great. That's a, a you know, a neat way to read meters and to be able to uh, invoice customers on a time of use basis. But that communication system can also be used for outage management because the meter will tell us when it's off. And we have a system at Lakefront where we can see the meters that are communicating to us as being off and it helps us to track down where the issue is and have our crews respond, you know, quicker and in the right area for getting the power restored. Now, Derek, you, you talked a little bit about your ability to go out and to do the repairs and to try and isolate this. But one of the things that the press release said was that um, sometimes there's in-depth investigations involved. 
How does that take place? What does it mean when there's an in-depth investigation? Well, it it, it encompasses all the different things we've talked about, Rob. So, for example, um, you know, based on what we our, our staff are, are observing when they're in the field, is it wildlife? Is it, the, you know, as I said, sometimes it's not necessarily squirrel, it's different. Is different wildlife, birds, etc. Um, as Mark, as Mark uh, explained a few seconds ago, uh, where are we seeing these uh, uh, abnormal occurrences based on the smart the, the smart meters and the system that Mark is referring to is we have we have a combined system called Smart Map, so it actually provides us uh, data analytics. So so it's a multitude of different angles we are looking and tackling this particular situation. The problem, however, is, is that it's momentary. So it's not a full outage. Now, with that said, um, I think over the last two weeks, based on all the information that we are observing from our super system control and data acquisition system, which is the long version of uh, a SCADA system, um, we have seen two outages, or sorry, two momentary outages, I should say, over the last two and a half weeks. So which is significantly improved from the frequency we saw prior to that period. So um, again, it does not mean we stop invest the investigation. Uh, we just continue to narrow, narrow it down. Is it possible that you can eliminate temporary outages or is it something that just because of the nature of the system and what is involved, that will always experience them or that they will occur no matter what? Yeah, momentaries are an, are actually part of the system design. Um, and it's a design to help protect the system because without the momentary, the fault would allow to continue. And it could, um, just like in your home, it could cause a fire on our system. It could, um, you know, destroy equipment and therefore end up in a longer you know, a prolonged, more expensive uh, outage. So the momentary is designed into the system and it's a normal function of the system operation. Anytime you have an overhead distribution system, there's the opportunity for contact and it can be, you know, a car hitting a pole in the wintertime um, and knocking conductors together, which causes a short. It can be a squirrel, a bird. It can be a tree limb um, brushing against the line in a windstorm. Um, you know, there are any number of things that can make contact with our overhead line and it's designed to protect itself by getting that breaker open very quickly at the station and uh, taking that momentary uh, outage. Derek, you mentioned earlier about your scorecard, which is posted on your website. Uh, the last one was in 2022, and it shows that the average number of hours that power to customers is interrupted. Leading up to 2022, there's been sometimes a sharp rise, and then it's dropped for two consecutive years. Yet the trends indicate that those numbers were expected to rise. I was wondering if you could explain those numbers and what is the trend that's being indicated? So, um, you know, based on what's happening in our system, uh, including um, these various uh, momentary, we have a, a responsibility and mandate to report every single item to our uh, regulator, the Ontario Energy Board. What you have to read into those uh, numbers as well, and, and obviously you can compare them, as I mentioned earlier in my opening uh, comments, 
with the rest of uh, utilities in the province. What, what we all have to uh, take into consideration is some of that information is not necessarily isolated alone to lakefront utilities. We are supplied power upstream from the transmitter. And sometimes if, if there's an outage in that particular, particular area as well upstream, we report them. So you will see fluctuation in the numbers, Rob, to, uh, to explain you know, those uh, figures in the scorecard. But I want to go back to, to uh, Mark's comments with respect to all the various things. And, and I guess the, the question that the community will, will, will want to have answered is, so what are we doing about it? So what are we doing about it is, you know, we're, we're, we're planning on putting in more intelligent devices, smarter automated devices to further isolate as much as possible and narrow the customers that will be impacted depending on when the, where uh, the, the issue is. So that's one. Um, we have an aggressive tree trimming uh, program where we, we, we trimmed trees in our service territory over a three-year cycle. So we sectionalize various areas and we, we aggressively uh, cut back um, you know, the, the tree branches as Mark mentioned. And we're installing more uh, animal guards. So we are budgeting for all of these various additional um, additions to our system to try our utmost to avoid these, um, these various uh, momentaries that we're referring to. There's no doubt that people are frustrated by these outages. You just need to simply go on to social media. You can see people getting uh, quite uh, heated about, about them taking place. Is there any advice that you can give people to help them either deal with it or things they can do in their own home that might uh, help, if not prevent, but uh, uh, bridge any problems that they might have during a momentary power outage? Yeah, I think there's, um, there may be, like, we understand the frustration. We're homeowners and customers ourselves. And, um, you know, it's never fun having to run around and reset clocks or, or, or um, you know, you miss your program that you had to, uh, set up to PVR uh, and things like that. So, you know, we, we definitely understand the frustration. Uh, I believe there is equipment that you can buy now that, um, for instance, if you've got a um, digital clock, it has a battery in it to sustain, you know, your clock while the momentary is occurring, because usually two or three seconds is enough time that the clock will drop out and begin to flash. But if it has a battery backup with it, then, you know, it will hold the time and the resetting isn't necessary. Um, the same, you know, there are UPS devices that can be bought to um, sort of sustain equipment, whether it's your computer, um, your internet, uh, your PVR, um, those sorts of things. Um, there are UPS devices that can be purchased to, to uh, help you ride through the momentary. I doubt any of those devices, you know, you know, would sustain for a great number of hours, but they would uh, help, you know, with the two or three second interruption. I want to emphasize with the public, I want to empathize with them because uh, I completely understand their frustration and we are equally as frustrated as well. So we share that in common, but I want to assure them that we are doing our utmost as the utility 
to identify and correct and fix this issue. Um, I know it's not what they have become accustomed to over the years in, in Coburg, and certainly we want to get back to uh, safe, clean, reliable power. Um, and uh, our hope is that that happens much sooner rather than later. Eric, Paul, Mark, Turney, I want to thank you both for talking to me today. Thank you very much, Rob. Yes. Thanks, Rob. Thank you. That was Derek Paul, Chief Executive Officer for Lakefront Utilities, and Mark Turney, Electric Engineer Consultant for the Utility. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.